BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram So I'm uh, wrapping up my little mini vacation here in the Pacific Northwest. And we had dinner at a restaurant called Finisterre um, out up north in a place called Port Townsend. And it was, sometimes you go to places in America and you're like, I can't believe that this isn't just only in a movie. Like it was just this beautiful, cute, quiet town on the ocean like it was just serene. It almost reminded me, you know, that vibe of like, even though it wasn't in the Northeast, like Halloween day, 80s horror movies, like before everything awful, like Hocus Pocus, like you want to like, live like in that the town. the opening of, Hall- of the movie Halloween when she's walking around by the real estate her parents own and like they're getting ready to take the kids out. Yeah. Like it's just always so cute. And it just, even yeah. in the middle of the summer had that vibe of like, nice, cute town, 1980s USA. And I just was like, I could see how you could just move here and raise your kids and just kind of never go back on Facebook again. And it was just so dreamy. And it kind of also, the Pacific Northwest reminds me of where all the kids lived in Goonies, which was in Oregon, but like just that vibe of like quiet town, but without all the bad stuff. Anyways, loving it up here. I feel like a lot of people don't know about this and I feel that people that live here are like, yeah, let's keep it that way. Yeah, don't tell people about the Pacific Northwest. Don't go telling no one about hidden pockets, but everything. All the cute little towns, all the little antique shops. It's just been real nice. So thanks for having us, folks, up here. And we'll be back uh, to do a show in Seattle. Take us at Eliza.com slash tour. I have something I want to talk to you about. I'm wondering if you've seen it online or if you've been so offline in your vacationing. Have you seen the these women, especially this one woman Girl called dinner? like Pinky Doll? Oh, okay. No, although, yes. The TikTok were like, ice cream, oh, yeah. gang, gang. It's yeah. so weird. And now because I looked at one, I keep getting these videos and each emote I just learned, when someone sends an emote, they do like, they do it physically. They're worth like a cent, yeah. half a cent, You're just 10 cents. Making money off of these creeps with like weird social disorders who will pay you to like act like a child. It all comes down to commodifying the idea of fucking kids as adults. Well, it's also what's interesting about it is someone who's like, well, couldn't you actually create a program where basically it's it's so built in, it's this happens, so you do this. And they go, no, they're paying to make a human girl yes, act like that's right. a robot, an AI. A robot baby. Because you notice well, it's not saying yeah. like, hey, drink more protein. It's doing baby noises. And I have to reveal something that is creepy. But And because we live in a society that doesn't understand context and they don't read like captions, people are just like forever offended. Um, when I'm with my daughter and I see the way she is naturally as a baby, you realize how much imitation, how often grown women, whether they realize it or not, probably not imitate babies. 
whether it's the noises you make. Like, I'm not trying to be gross, but like when my daughter drinks milk, the noise she makes is the sound that like a woman giving a blowjob replicates in porn. Like that like moaning in between, like, you know? I know, I know it's gross that I did that, but even like the way that she sits or like holds her feet up when I'm changing her. Like these are poses that like you see in porn. Like it's women infantilizing themselves. That's why the whole, there's the obsession with like barely legal, barely 18, women in pigtails calling you daddy. Like when you really start to look at it through this lens, it's all about how can I make myself come off as innocent and as young as possible. In which case I prefer the robot. Hairless, yeah. But I'm saying the robot is still acting like a baby and it's still a guy being like, how can I control a woman? It always comes down to that. If you start to look at it through that lens, you start realizing like how fucked up this is and how not innocent it is. And it's not just like, oh, they're just dorks. It's like, no, you're just dorks that have been taught that like this is how to communicate with a woman. And then these women are like, whatever, I'll make money off of it. And it's like, eh. chicken, egg, you're both part of the problem. Yeah, it is tough. Because yeah, I'm like, you know what? If someone's willing to pay you... For your little, for you to go, mm, ice cream, mm, ice cream. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, you will, you will be a very empty person at the end of the day, just like everybody on the internet who did a thing by accident and now like that's your thing. Like, I'm the girl that makes this face. Like, that's what, that's why it's such a sad place. Like, whether it is TikTok or some influencer account, like you did something and like now you're the person that has to cut up cucumber and dip it in peanut butter for your recipes. And there are people who find ways to like express themselves with it. But a lot of people are just fucking around hoping that something they do becomes a thing. And then like you're forever the woman that is just like, bake at 350, see you tomorrow. Bake at 350, see you tomorrow. Like, like the girl who did accidentally, probably like not realizing how weird she sounded was like, it was something like, Mm, like stone for his lasagna and a diet Pepsi, nothing like it. And like, it kind of went viral because it was like, oh, that's so weird. And there's plenty of things that are like it. Her whole account is just her eating her sad dinners now. She's like hungry jack fried chicken and a ginger ale, nothing like it. And you're like, once you've become self-aware, it's not funny anymore because the joke's not on you anymore. I could teach a class on this. I will say I... it. 1am the other night was in bed looking at YouTube videos of a woman eating uh, military rations from other countries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, is this... I was like, what's happening here? Like, maybe if you your degree was in like wartime food or you're a chef, but like, is well, this really what you want? She's like, mm, the mouthfeel of this pate. Oh, God. Oh, this... Cr-. And I was like, all right, come on. Yeah. Hey, what are we doing? What, what are we doing, folks? All right, let's get to it. This subject line really got me. My boyfriend wants me to watch him do stand-up. Oh, no. (laughs) I know that's my reaction, too. Oh, no. This is the worst. (laughs) Hey, guys. Love the podcast. I look forward to it every Wednesday. You can go back to re-listen to some of them. This is a long one. Sorry. No, this is worth it. This is important. I am a 41-year-old female that has been with my 53-year-old boyfriend for almost three years. He has two younger children, and I absolutely love the life we have together. We are best friends that happen to be in love. The communication, the respect, the fun we have together. Not anymore. (laughs) I know. So unlike anything I've ever had. Recently, he got back into stand-up. We've had this argument before, but he gets mad at me when I tell him I don't want to go see him perform. I've heard some of the jokes he has told about other women in his life, and I know that I am sensitive and oftentimes take things literally. I don't want to hinder his process, nor do I want to have an unnecessary argument because I was offended. Mind you, we watch tons of other comedians. You, yes, of course, you are specials. Yes. But all other sorts too. Right. From Bill Burr to Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, I have a pretty good sense of humor and I really get offended. Even when I do, I am of the school of thought that I have to ask myself, why am I offended? Is there a kernel of truth here? Or there is something about seeing the man you love do it. (laughs) Last night, it was another heated argument. I finally got so annoyed of having to explain my view. And for me at this point, I think it's more about the fact that I have given him a legitimate explanation. He can't just accept it. Anyway, out of frustration, I started insulting his comedy and calling it things like dude humor and sophomoric, which, yes, it is, but he's still crazy funny. I just said it because I felt cornered and lashed out. 
he is really understanding of all my other boundaries. So am I just being ridiculous? Maybe this is really important to him. When we argue, he complains that none of his exes like going either, which I would think would solidify my point, but it only seems to make him more frustrated. I am a lot like one of the guys. So maybe he thought I would be different. I suppose I could go once. Yeah. I do want to support him and show him I believe in him. I guess I just can't understand why this can't be the one thing he does by himself. Or is it that thing where you are getting praise and recognition, attention, you wish your special someone was there with you to be a part of it? Ugh. I oh, feel man. like a jerk. Thank you in advance. Hugs and kisses anonymous. My first thought was that he may be a funny guy, but his stand-up isn't good, and you love this person, and you don't want to see Superman, like, trip and, like, shit his cape. Like, never forget, the whole point of this relationship is being attracted to each other, and you might want to say to him, like, <laughs> I don't want to say this, but, like, there's a chance you may not be attracted to him when you see him, like, eat shit on stage. Let's say he's funny, all right? Let's say it's dude humor, and it is funny, you're saying he talks about other girls now. He's probably disparaging them. So, you know, he's with you and he's like, yeah, and she was, last girl was real awful. She smelled like soup. I guess I'd have to hear the act to hear what bothers you. Do you think he's going to make fun of you? I would. It sounds like the concern might be that he's going to talk about her. I mean, yeah. look, the truth is you should just go and support him and then that'll scratch his itch and then he'll probably stop doing it. Most people don't pick up stand-up comedy at 53 and get really into it and do it so much with so much frequency that you got to like schedule it into your calendar. Um, I think you should go once simply because you love this person, yeah. you want to support them. And I don't think it's like they want, it's not about the praise and you being there because he wants to just get the praise and you'll just be there like drinking a Diet Coke in the corner. <gasps> go once, suck it up because he might surprise you, you know? And if he confirms what you were already nervous about, great. You're like, look, I just don't love hearing about them. Um, and of course, you know, you might want to think about your own insecurities and stuff like that. But the truth is, the chance is, the chances are, he's not that funny and you don't like the jokes. Look, my husband thinks I'm very funny, but I am not his favorite comedian. Mm -hmm. And that is fine with me. And he doesn't laugh at everything I say. And he can, he really respects and appreciates what I do, but... And he comes to shows and stuff like that because it's a fun thing to do. But I also, when I met him, I was like, look, this is my first love, the most important thing to me. So come see it. I don't care if you like it or not. And the important thing is that you see it. I think for your own edification, it's important to go to, sh to show yourself like, oh, he actually is good. I think the ick factor will get taken away. But yeah, there is nothing sexy about your boyfriend doing stand-up comedy. Unless he crushes. No, and if you go and he sucks, it's just kind of like, all right, well, don't go again. But yeah, I understand that worry that you go and then you look at him differently because you're just like, oh, that's so uncomfortable. And you know what? So be it. But like you, him asking you to go once is totally fair. But then if you're like, I'm really just not into this, I think, it, you know, you'll, there's no reason to not go once. Let him yeah. surprise you. And if he confirms it all, then good. Then you have a, then you really have a leg to stand on. Right. I mean, people... Or if he's great, you can be like, I saw it. There's no way this guy has more than, what, like 10 minutes? You also might... There's no way they would let him do more than 10, but also, like, you might enjoy it. You might enjoy the hang. There might be other cool people there. It could become a social thing. That usually doesn't happen, and I'm always shocked at people who date unfunny people and, like, think they're like, I hit the <laughs> jackpot. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20.
newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued? What was in Al Capone's vault? Or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay, because you can learn it all on the new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to WikiHole, you'd learn that's the sciency term for eardrum. WikiHole is a hyperlink roller coaster, starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders, how the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic, pared-down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Hello, Team AIA. Workplace drama abounds, so let's get into it. Let's do it. The, the subject of this email also caught my eye. I hate my assistant. Sorry, Noah just came in, and he had his hand outstretched, and I saw three little, like, black pellets. And I coincidentally just bought a bag, like a little mini bag of Charleston Chew balls. Like, I guess they make balls now, and I was like, I'll try this. And I didn't like them, but I ate them anyway, and I left, like, some downstairs. So he came with his hand... I go, I'm okay. He goes, what? They're wild Pacific blackberries. I was like, oh, sorry. I thought those were the Charleston chews I left downstairs. <laughs> of course, he comes in with like fresh blackberries from the garden. And I'm like, I thought those were my Charleston chews. You brought you fresh berries. Fresh berries. And I'm like, that must be my candy. All right, let's get to Your it. Your weird candy. My weird candy. Uh, but you know what? I actually thought of you. I thought, I was like, I'll try the Charleston chew balls. Because if I don't like it, it'll be okay that I don't I don't finish it. And I remember in our conversation about Butterfinger BBs, how those were never as good as actual Butterfinger. So I bought them hoping they wouldn't be as good. The truth is they're the same. And I ate the whole bag, I'll be honest. Okay. There's only a few left. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. This email is, I hate my assistant. Hello, Team AIA. Workplace trauma abounds. So let's get into it. I'm a freelance theater artist in New York City. But there are two regional theaters in other states that do multiple shows every season. We'll call them Theater A and Theater B. Theater A provides assistance for me every time I have a contract there. These assistants are not freelance, but are full-time salaried employees of Theater A. For the last two years, the assistant Theater A has assigned to me is terrible. They frequently complain about the workload and hours, spend 30 minutes on tasks that should take five, tell me they don't know how to do simple tasks that I know are written into their job description, relay bad information to my crews, frequently using baby talk while doing so, and are resistant to any form of feedback or advice. Before I start a job, I send ahead a list of tasks I want to be completed by the time I get there, but every time everything is either incomplete or done incorrectly. I've had a few conversations with this assistant asking them if this is an industry they want to be in, given that they seem to hate everything about their job. But they've told me they're experiencing burnout because they've outgrown the position and learned everything there is to know. I've also had meetings with their department head about these issues, but the department head is conflict adverse, and I don't think any of the feedback is passed along. Side note, I also don't have a great relationship with their department head because she often tells me about how she would do my job if she was in my position and frequently, quote, cleans my desk if she thinks there's too much stuff on it. She's thrown away important paperwork before because it wasn't stacked neatly. A few days ago, a good friend from Theater B called me asking about this assistant. 
Apparently, they've been applying for their jobs and using me as a reference without asking if they could put my information down. Told my friend that I hadn't been asked to be the reference, but I'd have a frank off-the-record conversation about it. Since then, I've gotten calls from two other theaters asking me about this assistant, but declined to give any feedback and told them I wasn't asked to be a reference. My question is... Yeah, there you go. Is it worth reaching out to this assistant to ask them to stop using my name, especially since they didn't ask? I think this is, in general, a bad business practice, but I know they won't be open to hearing the feedback and likely won't change anything. I usually love mentoring and training younger people in the industry, but this person has really tried my patience and seems completely resistant to learning. The petty part of me wants to keep quiet and let them bury themselves in their stubborn attitude. I can only keep politely declining before I feel like I'll say something truly catty about them. This is an industry where most people know each other, and I don't want a reputation of being gossip, but I also can't recommend this person for a job. I'm torn on whether this person is worth any more of my time. Thanks in advance. E. First of all, what's a theater artist? I'm a freelance theater artist in New York City. I mean, good for you for making a living at something I've never heard of. Um, You know what's so tough is that, for me, is that you did all of the things, of course, that I would say to do. Now, you know what it is? This person already made it clear to you that not only do you have nothing to teach them, but they could probably be doing your job and they are just using you as a stepping stone. Now, this mm-hmm. person, yeah, it's it's rare. It's very like Mr. Miyagi Danielson. It's like you need to learn to wax this car before you can do like full karate. And you're like, you're missing all these things. Everybody, Everybody young wants to fly before they walk. And they might be incredible and you have no idea, but the truth is the the professionalism, and this happens with younger generations and just young people in general, that's what's missing. She didn't come to you and say, I would like to use you as a reference, at which point you would, who knows what you would have said. But what's wonderful about all of this is you never have to have this conversation with her because she already went ahead and did the thing that she should have asked your permission for. So now you can refuse to help her at all on the grounds that like you never asked for my reference and to be on, and that's all you have to say. That's completely unprofessional that you didn't ask and you had people call me. That's not how it's done. That's all you have to say. That's what you can make this about. The person uh, that works at the theater, the head of this assistant is a woman. We're never given the gender of the assistant. Is it weird? I assumed it's a man that was screwing up all these tasks. Oh, I assumed it was like a young girl. This feels very young girl. Like it feels very all about Evie. Um, Yeah. But it doesn't matter. The only, I think they, right. You can let it lie. And then when you say, I didn't give permission for me to be the reference, that's a reference. You know what I mean? There you go. The only thing is, you're not allowed, if you were their actual employer, you're like legally not allowed to say anything. You basically only confirm whether they've worked there or not. There's like all these things. You can't give a real reference, basically. Um, I would look into that just to make sure you're not beholden to that as kind of like this freelance contract person that I they're assigned to. I would be very careful who you have an off-the-record conversation with. Yeah. Um, I am not going to go into any details, but one time I was called by a very big producer about a person who I thought was fine, but I did not have a pleasant experience working with. And so off the record, it's not like you want to take a job from a woman, but I was just like, here are the ways she handled herself. It is on you if you think that person can steer your ship. Um, Right. Because I was just like, this person doesn't deserve more. And you don't like this person. And they're bad at their job. It's not like she was trying and she can improve and you want to help her. So all you say is what we said, which is they never asked for permission for this reference. That's, and that's it. And if it's a best friend or someone you don't forever, you can, don't put anything in an email, obviously, but you could over coffee or over the phone, but that's it. Oh God, it reminds me of Tar. Yeah. How you she also, like bad mouthed everyone. <laughs> and the woman killed which herself. Which you're not allowed to do. Well, I, but you are allowed to let, well, and then she had to go delete those emails. But, but, if you if the person you know that you can get a reference from them, they're nice about it. When I had to ask you, when I asked like your manager, when I asked like other people, everyone's always been so kind because they're people I knew would give me the reference. Yeah, this she person knew isn't asking because they know it's one of the two. It's like, like I always no. say, either you're stupid or you're in on it. Either she's so unaware and up her own ass and thinks she's so incredible that she's like, I'll just get a reference. She owes it to me. This is what bosses do. Or she knows you wouldn't, which is why she ran around you, which is insane because it's like, what do you think you're going to say? And since I guess Emily's saying you can't be like, this girl's awful, 
What you can say is, I'm unable to give a reference because one was not requested or whatever you want to say. She never came to me to be a reference, but she took the liberty of putting me as her reference. I hope that answers your question. That's it. Next question. Right. We fixed it. Hello. I have watched all your comedy specials on Netflix multiple times, but I have yet to see you in person. Come to Connecticut. CT is Connecticut, right? Yeah, Emily. Yeah, you unpatriotic dog. (laughs) (laughs) I just recently discovered your podcast and love the straightforward advice you give. I am a 42-year-old woman, wife, and mom. I've been going to the same boot camp slash CrossFit gym for the past five years. She's like, and my About four years ago, a few of us. And my spinal column is dust. Oh. You ever flip a tire at 6 a.m. before work? I have. Go on. About four years ago, a few of us ladies who attend the same 7 a.m. class every day became friends outside the gym. We'd have each other over on special occasions, celebrate each other's birthdays, sign up for road races together. One woman in the group, Amanda, was kind of the ringleader. Uh-oh. She would generally initiate getting together and making plans. About a year ago, Amanda made plans for eight women to go out to dinner for her birthday. Our friend group from the gym, four of us and four others. Uh-huh. We all sat down at a table and ordered drinks. We bought our balloons and cake and gifts. Shortly after we ordered dinner, my ex-sister-in-law, Jamie, comes in. This is no surprise. She lives in the area and frequents the restaurant. All my friends know there is no love lost between us. If I see her out, we all know to avoid her. She's generally drunk and loud and inappropriate. She walks past our table and Amanda pulls out a chair and invites her to sit down. She then proceeds to talk to Jamie for the next hour, not including anyone else. I'm confused by this and as the night goes on, really mad. The other girls start whispering, what is she doing? Why would she invite Jamie over? How rude. By the time the cake is coming out, I decide to leave. I feel like her sitting all night with my ex-sister-in-law, who she knows I avoid at all costs and has witnessed her bad behavior is an affront to me. Everyone else recognizes how inappropriate it is. I leave money towards the bill and leave without saying anything to her. She's like, I took still my enthralled. balloon and my piece of cake and I drove home. <laughs> She's still enthralled in conversation with Jamie. She sends her group text in the AM thanking everyone for coming to her party. I don't respond. I don't see her for a week and I'm trying to decide how to deal with how pissed I am. She calls and says, I haven't heard from you. You didn't respond to the group text and why did you leave early on my birthday? I I said, I've been really struggling as to why you invited Jamie to sit down at dinner and proceed to talk with her for almost two hours, excluding everyone that was there for your birthday. There you go. She she got instantly very mad. She denied inviting her to sit down and said, I was making a big thing out of nothing. Then she said, why can't I be friends with Jamie? I said, can we meet for coffee and talk? I would rather talk in person. She said, no, I don't have time to meet for coffee. I said, well, if anything changes, let me know. She hung up. She then proceeded to unfriend me from all social media. Oh, my God. My issue is, it has been a year, and every time I see her at the gym, she will come right up to me, turn her back to me, and say hi to whoever I am talking to. She looks me up and down like we are in high school. It's really pathetic, but it still makes me uncomfortable because she's so aggressive, and I'm just too old for the nonsense. I spent way too long trying to figure out what went wrong with her, and I don't know how to respond to her behavior I certainly have it in me to get in her face, but don't want to stoop to her level. What would you do, Carly? I, first of all, she did it on purpose and then she didn't want to cop to it. Uh Something about, there's like that thing as a comic where it's like, you cannot say banana. And you get on stage, you're like, how are your bananas doing tonight? You have talked about how much you don't like this girl. And so I bet you she had had some drinks. That's, I hope she had had some drinks. Because when you're drunk, obviously you don't see things so clearly, but if she didn't, then that's even worse because that's her being like, I know you don't like her, but I bet I can find the good in her. And I think it kind of got away from her and she did. Whether she admits that she did or not, she didn't. And you know that she's guilty because she called to be like, hey, I did that shitty thing to you. Are you upset? Which is like very mean girl gaslight behavior. For your own peace of mind, here's what you do, okay? Because she, here's what happened. I bet you she like used to be super hot too. She did something shitty and she didn't want to own up to it. So she's just going to pretend like you did not, like like she did nothing. And now the issue is you. Like, why are you acting crazy, crazy? So squash it. Go up to her next time and be like, hey, do you have a second? Like as you're walking out, be like, look, 
I feel like we used to be really good friends. I felt a very specific way about your behavior at your birthday party. You see it differently. But I feel like this has gotten to like a weird place where like, I feel like you, we do have something to say to each other. And so like, I'm not still mad at you for that, but I do feel like there is some air to be cleared here. Like trying not to make it like, and here's what you've done wrong. But if she didn't care about you, she would not be doing all of this. So you might have to be the bigger person just so you can kind of like start to phase this person out. Are you still friends with all the women? Like, is that an issue? You could be like, look, we're all just out here trying to work out, raise our kids. So like, I just want it to be cool. Like, we cool? And she'll be like, we are cool. I don't know what you're talking about. And you'll be like, great. Then once you've said that, then I guarantee you she drops whatever she's doing because then there's nothing left. Right. You've said everything. Like there's no, there's no charge in the air. She's just trying to get your attention. That's all she's, she's doing. But I, yeah, up. I am wondering, there's the other four people or the other three That's people in the group or whatever. It's like, so yeah, are you still seeing Amanda at these birthdays and get together. It's not about, it's not about Amanda. It's about a friend, like knowing something makes you uncomfortable and deliberately doing it. And that's her way of being like, you don't control my actions. It's like, great, go fucking hang out with Amanda when we're not there, like paying for your birthday dinner. And as for your friends, it almost doesn't matter because women in groups are notorious for this. We hear this a lot on the pod. Those women aren't going to band together and say to this girl, like that was really fucked up. She's our friend. Like the betas in your group will never like, Six betas doesn't make an alpha. These yeah, women, Amanda's the ringleader. Amanda's the ringleader, and these what it, it starts in middle school. Like these women just fall in fall in line. Oh well, that's fucked up. You know, I can't believe she did that to you. But like none of them stood up and said anything, and none of them are bearing the brunt of it. So this is what you get for calling someone out who's kind of a crazy person. So it's not about getting in her face, but it is about your peace of mind and being like, I don't know what the problem is. Do you want to be friends with this girl, or do you want to? Either way, you need to squash it so that you don't have to deal with this. And then maybe you could be friends later and you can file her away as like kind of the crazy friend. And one thing is for sure is you never let her know how you feel about anything again. And you kind of keep her at arm's length because this is crazy person behavior. Yeah. Now I have a, a question for you. How do you balance the fact that I feel like you're definitely the ringleader, but you also, you can't be the plan maker. You're out of town 90% of the time. You got too much going on. How do you balance those two things? Me? I don't know. It depends on what it is. But like... I would love it if someone But are you else... the one setting up the plans like, hey, everybody, let's get together for so-and-so's birthday? No. I usually don't know what's your birthday until I see it on Instagram. And then I like make a little collage and I'm like, HBD. <laughs> I will set something up, but like I'm the friend that's like, let me call the promoter and get us a table. Like, no, we're not going to wait in line. Like, why don't you call the... Like, I'm mm-hmm. the one that like knows how to do it a little bit better versus like... You're let's the consultant. Go. Yeah. I'm like, how do we make this like a little bit higher end? Or like, I'm I'm the one that's like, let's get in this car and we'll go to this rave. Like I come up with cool stuff, but not everyone has access to that. But I frequently do put the nights together because most people don't know how to put a night together. So I do it. Right. Sorry, I don't want to go to like a shitty bar with like a bunch of like hairy editors and order cheese fries. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'll hang out in the valley another time. Kick it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. 
Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hi, Liza, Emily, and then in quotes, hot Scotty. Whoa, is the quotes because he's, you don't think he's hot or do you think he's... It's around hot and Scotty. So it's like not... So maybe because it's just a... Not his name? It's a nickname, it's his, yeah. It's his Christian name. It is. It's, he's changed. Hottathan Scottathan. <laughs> I have written in twice now about my annoying roommate who wasn't paying the $20 Wi-Fi bill. Oh my God. Good news for you. We are not living they together died. again after Lisa's oh, up. Okay. <laughs> Last month, we found out that our Wi-Fi bill would be going up, meaning that I would now be out an extra $10. I mentioned that I would be charging interest if she didn't pay within a week of my request until the end of the lease. Guess who paid immediately this time around? Thank you for helping with this minor convenience over the last few months. That's anonymous. Inc- that's incredible that that threat worked, but nothing else worked before. Like, I that's so weird. Okay, well, I'm glad. That's so funny, though. And I, I wanted to read that because it's like, that's not a bad solution that you're just, because what you Venmo request a little more, you're like, that's interest. It's legal. And the other person's like, oh, no. Okay, I guess I have to pay it. What's wrong with people? Next question. <laughs> Next question. Moneybags boyfriend versus guilt-ridden girlfriend. Ooh. Hello to my favorite podcast crew. Delicious. I, 28 female, have been dating a guy, 29, for three months. So still very new, but going very well. We see each other a couple times a week, usually going to dinner, going out to low-key activities like bowling, movies, playing pool, nothing extravagant. We live in a Midwest city, so going out isn't an insane dollar amount, but sometimes can get pricey. He typically pays for everything. I like to try to pay for things as well because I know it all adds up very quickly and I don't know his financials. We have never discussed them, but it's kind of obvious he makes more than me. He owns a house. I rent with two roommates. He goes on multiple trips and vacations every year. I'm lucky to save enough for a trip once a year, etc. He almost always insists on paying. Even when I say it's my treat, he will say, I would like to pay. I don't necessarily mind him paying for everything, but I still fight feelings of guilt and I feel embarrassed. I can't afford to pay as often as he does. Just for clarity... He never makes me feel like I owe him anything because he pays. His monetary generosity is genuine with no strings attached. Anyway, here's the catch. I decided to Google the average salary for his job title out of curiosity. He works as a scrum master, basically a project manager in the tech department for a large well-known credit card company with an average salary of 100000 to 160000 a year for his job title. Of course, that doesn't mean he is definitely making that much as that salary is based on internet information, but it makes me wonder if his salary is actually in that range. I don't even make half of 100K a year. I do live paycheck to paycheck and my bank account gets very tight. Knowing there's potentially such a large gap between our salaries, I've started having thoughts of letting him pay for everything and stop trying so hard to take turns paying. I don't want him to think I always expect him to pay or that I'm taking advantage of him, but the opportunity to have one less financial stress is enticing. And of course, I will always be happy to buy if I can and still try to do an expensive date simply because I love his company more than anything. So I guess my question is, am I the asshole for letting him pay for everything now that I know how much more he's probably making than me? Even though we've never actually discussed financials, how can I fit feelings of guilt and embarrassment around letting him pay? How do I show my appreciation or contribute to the relationship without using money? Thanks always for the top-notch advice. First of all, Peyton. Peyton. Um, it's okay that he makes more than you, and it's okay that he wants to pay. What's not okay is that you guys don't have a conversation because this will manifest, it will build up and manifest itself in other weird ways like resentment. He's probably not thinking about it because he's a guy and traditionally like men just pay for stuff. What's gr- I think the important thing is that it is on your mind 
that you do feel bad. And I do think expressing that goes a long way. And I also think, you know, a round of drinks, you're like, I would really like to get this. If he puffs up, if it becomes like a gender thing, he's like, women can't, like, I can't, I can't do it. You know, you don't want to upset the guy. But I would try to wedge it in for little things. And I would also, the dates that you plan, you can always make him dinner. You can also buy groceries and bring them over to his house. You can plan inexpensive things. But I think what's more important at three months, because it's still like a super fun honeymoon phase, if this is someone you like, to have a very light conversation. Hey, I just want to express that I think it's so kind how often you pay I don't really know. You can lie. I don't really know what you make. It's none of my business, but I know you make more than me. And I just want you to know that I don't take it for granted and it is on my mind and I do want to have an equal relationship. So I would like to plan things and get things without making you uncomfortable. And just let give him the opportunity to respond to that because that's how you're going to grow in a relationship. I think it also comes down to, you know, making sure that when you create the date. You're, you, you're like, Hey, let's go for a walk in the park. Like nobody wants that. Ice don't cream. go for a so walk. Let's go. Don't do it. I don't want to go for a walk either, but you know, don't you be the one that's like, let's go to fancy McFancy restaurant. Cool. Emily. <laughs> you know, like, right, right, right. Like you're never suggesting that. But I also think like there are super creative ways. Like, look, I brought these little mini bottles of tequila and like, let's take a drink. To where? To a the park. restaurant or the park? To the park. Uh-huh. We're not trashy. We're not bringing our own BYOB to a restaurant. BYOA. Um, there, you know, plan little, th- like there's cute ways to do it. But I really think beyond that, because what matters is effort. Because if this guy had no money, but he right. was always trying to come up with cute things, that would mean a lot to you. It would mean a lot more than someone taking you out for nice dinners. And I'm sorry if that's what means something to you over the person, like you're trash. And our society has been taught to value this, these disgusting displays of wealth. Like, is he taking you out for lobster? Like, what? He also could have made the same guess you made, right? And he's like, well, I own a house. She lives with two roommates. I could pick this bill up and it won't affect me. Why don't I do it? It'll make her life easier. And, And that's great. And you're okay with that. And what's important is that you let him know you're aware of it. You don't take it for granted. And you just never want him to feel like he's carrying it. Like, I think expressing that, because men are all about action, but expressing that to him, I think will go a long way. Plus, you'll know where you stand. See what kind of reaction he gives you. But it's okay that he pays for stuff. Right. Unless he's like, hey, why aren't you pulling your weight? Which he's not. But you also don't want to get to a place where in five months, one day, he's like, you don't pay for anything ever. You never really, really offer. So you want to get this out in the open and continue to make that effort. I got that. I got yeah. this, you know. Um, but don't worry about it too much. But also have that conversation. Okay. Hi, Eliza. Sorry if this feels a little above your pay grade, but I've got a degree in psychology and it's not helping. This kind of question is pretty off-brand for you, but I respect your advice so much. Growing up, I, 33 female, thought my family was healthy and functional and that what went on behind closed doors was normal. My parents were loving and funny and I still have a great relationship with my younger sister. Last year, my mom left my dad because of the cycle of verbal abuse she'd experienced with my dad all their marriage. Mm. My sister and I knew exactly what she was talking about and supported her leaving him. My feelings around my dad are complicated because most of what I like about myself I got from him. Fun, funny, intelligent, and able to stay my ground. But he is a textbook narcissist who has outbursts of rage and is, and always was, verbally and emotionally abusive. He, of course, doesn't acknowledge any of that and thinks mom left him because she's cruel and fickle. She's not. She's complex, but ultimately a nice person. Dad recently blew up at me in front of my toddler and preschooler, and I threw him out of my house and haven't talked to him since. Of course, he's told my sister I'm doing it to hurt him, but she understands what's really going on. This all paints a very bad picture of him, but there are so many good things about him, and at the end of the day, I love him. The twist is he recently told us that allegations had been made that he assaulted a preteen back when I was about that age. He was never physically inappropriate with me or my sister, and I don't think he did it, and of course, he denies everything, but he's also not taking any steps to find out more about it or to prove his innocence, even though the allegation has ended his career. Mom agrees he is innocent and wants me to rekindle my relationship with him in order to ease her own guilt about him being alone now. But before I have him around my family, I want to know more about what he's been accused of. We currently have no details. He says his employer won't tell him who it is or what's been said. 
I don't know where to go from here and it's tearing my family apart. Should I get back in contact and push for more information? Cut ties? Keep it distant and only visit at Christmas? Help. First of all, he definitely did it. Um, it doesn't have to be sexual assault to be assault. And of course, he doesn't think he did it because nobody who does that kind of stuff ever thinks they do. Or he kind of is like, yeah, that sounds like me. But of course, he's not going to push for more info because the damage is done. He's already lost the job. And since they won't tell him who it is, he's kind of like, well, what does it matter? But this isn't about that. It's about you being heard and saying what you need to say. This is about calmly going to your dad. What's that face, Emily? I'm trying to give Red Hot advice here. I, I don't understand. I'm really, how, I don't understand how the employer had information that the dad doesn't have. Do you think the dad knows exactly what it is well, and is, is withholding it? I also said. How could the employer fire him? Are we sure they're American? Because you said mom. They're not because she said mom. Yeah. But I just. So I'm saying, I don't know labor laws in other countries. I think your dad, <clears throat> there's two versions. Either your dad has no idea and he's like, I blow up on all kinds of people or he does know. So I think this is an excellent moment to come to Jesus, sit down and be like, this is a, an important moment for a family because I love you so much. But here are the behaviors that you've exhibited. Here's why I can't have that around my child. I will not tolerate that. I want to support you especially since, you know, you and mom aren't together, want to be there for you. But we need to know what we're up against because I don't want to blindly support you. And I look silly because I don't know the details. And even if you did yell at someone or hit someone a billion years ago, like you are still my, you didn't murder anyone. You're still my dad. I love you. I can't stop loving you, but I need to know. And I deserve to know. So please don't be afraid to tell me or tell me what you remember because I want to be on your side. But in order to do that, I have to know even the bad stuff. And that is his opportunity. We have this big glaring issue that we don't know, but there's also the issue that you kicked him out of your house because he was screaming at you in front of your young, I young said that children. At the beginning. And that issue, you but that issue is not going away. No, it's not like, going away, but what you can't control him doing that or not doing that again. But what you can control is establishing a pattern of being like, get out. We don't do that. I'm not putting up with this. And the more he does, you know, he's, this all could be lashing out because he lost his job. I don't really know the order of events, but this isn't about his reaction. This is about you making it clear that these things aren't okay. And you saying, and I, because I love you, I want to get this all out in the open and let you know how hurtful it is. And you may not think it's a big deal, but as your daughter, I'm telling you, yelling at me in front of my children is not something I will tolerate. You could finagle and say it the way you want to, but you need to be very clear about these things. And then you can say to him, I want to know everything so that I can heal and so that I can support you. But you right, can't keep me the in terms. the dark. Yeah. If not, I guess I'll see you at Christmas. Ugh, or never. Go spend Christmas with your mom. Yeah, go spend Christmas with that kid you hit. God, we don't even... Ugh. Huh. Assault. He didn't say sexual assault. That's why I'm like being I kind know, of casual. No, but I'm worried they. I'm worried they couched it. Sounds like someone needs to hire a lawyer or a barrister. All right. Do they wear the wigs or just the judges? I think they all wear wigs. I think they all wear wigs. Yeah. Even the even the, the daughter that wrote this <laughs> probably wearing a wig. Hi. AI crew, long time listener, first time question asker. I need help with Ooh. a friend situation. I'm a 29 year old female. For the past six years, my friend, let's call them M, and I have gone on the same vacation to a week-long convention that centers around our biggest shared interest. I wonder if they were at Anime Expo with me. We've been going since the very first year they had it, and it's become our thing since we've been across. Vacation and convention do not belong in the same sentence, it's but okay. so exhausting. Yeah. Uh, it's become our thing since we live across the country for each other. We didn't go last year because of budget restrictions. And to be honest, I didn't really want to. In the years mm -hmm. before COVID, the convention was super fun, but there always seemed to be drama between M and I during the week. Usually M would get upset about something and then would stay upset for a while. This was mostly minor stuff, but it occasionally affected the fun quotient. Then one year, M had some drama with the event organizers. Oh, it's something. So it's something small-ish. It's like a small, specific convention. It's like which was artisanal annoying. office supply providers. 
I'm imagining it's like a supernatural convention and with those those twins, you know what I mean? Like I bet you something. are imagining that. You're like, and I could go and I could get t-shirts. I've, I've actually never seen that show, but it's a surprise. That drama bled into the subsequent year in a way that just made things feel awkward. So I was kind of glad that our budgets were feeling a bit tight last year. In the years since then, M has had some mental health issues. They have a hard time with crowds and just being around people in general, which is left over from COVID. It has escalated recently to extend to difficulty responding to text messages and emails. I know the reason behind this and do understand. Try to be supportive while still being respectful of what they say they need. Also in the years since then, I've gone on an overseas trip with another friend I'm not as close to. Let's call him, let's call them S. During this trip, there was absolutely no drama despite being together 24-7. We had an excellent time. We had discussed doing something for S's birthday. It's the big 3-0, and I recently realized that their birthday is the same week as the convention. I asked if S wanted to go, and they are super pumped about it. I know that M probably doesn't want to go this year. However, I'm very worried that if they knew I was going with S, they would feel betrayed. I'd hate to do that when they're already having a rough time, but at the same time, I really want to go, and I think it would be fun with S. I know in the deepest part of me that if I asked M to go with S and I, and they did, it would be a miserable time. Yeah. Is it okay if I just don't tell M that I'm going, knowing that their feelings would be very hurt if they found out? I realize that the context of this question makes M sound like an annoying friend, but I promise that outside of this situation, it has always been a really good friendship, one I don't want to lose. What do I do? Well, if you don't want to lose this friendship because everything about it screams you've outgrown each other, you're not in your 20s anymore— Um, you know, a lot of people are proponents of the do it and then ask for forgiveness later— if you want to cover your bases, or you text her and hope she doesn't text back. But you could just, you could say, I don't even know if I would do this. You could say, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. S and I have been going on vacations together. Like establish that like you guys are friends and be like, and I think I'm going to go, that they're going to come with me to the convention this year. I didn't think it Mm-mm. would be a, okay, what do you think? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Ew, I'm not, here's what, here, no. Either you do the really shitty move and you wait and you hope that M just says like, I don't want to go to the convention. Like, I'm scared, whatever. But what you really need to do is you need to be like, oh, S mentioned that they're going to the convention. Like, are you going to be joining us? They're going to be like, no, no, I don't want to spend time with other people. But you can't just tell, if you just tell M like, oh, me and S are going, M's going to be hurt for sure. Uh, You have to include them. No, I thought you were going to say something and I was going to be like, wow, Emily, you're right. I don't think so. Because (laughs) here's why that could backfire. If she says that and S is like, well, I want to go. Like, I'm fucking weird in the head. Now I definitely want to go. I don't want to lose it. Now you're stuck because you've already given them the option. So I'm saying another version is, and by the way, folks, I no, you know what? You're rolling your head and you're rolling your neck at me. I'm going to get this out. Grimace shake. (laughs) You could say like, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. I know that you've been dealing a lot with like crowds and stuff like that. I just wanted to give you the respect of knowing that I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to go with S this year. And I just wanted you to know, because I didn't want to, you always say this, I didn't want to go. And then you found out later and it was like, I was ditching you. And so while I'm going with them, I just wanted you to know, I just wanted you to know. What do you think about a kind of shitty backhanded version where you say, Hey, um, I know you're not comfortable with crowds, so I'm actually going to go to the convention with S this year, but was there anything you wanted me to, like, pick you up from any there of the go. booths? Like, you, it, it's, that's fine, which is basically what I said, um, even though you were, like, getting weird about just it. just trying to involve M yeah, so that the, they're not yes. crying. It's like, hey there, you're not making varsity this year, but did you want to watch our practices? So there is that version. Of course, you always run the risk of her being like, no, I'm going. At which point you have to be like, okay, but... I don't really think it's tough because if you diagnose her, if you're like, you're not good with crowds, you had a rough time, she'll be like, what are you talking about? I love it. I, think, I love crowds. I think if you really do want to keep this friendship, you want to be like, hey, I feel like, you should be like, hey, I'm going with S, but I wanted to call you because I want to let you know that I love you. And I know that you've been struggling with X, Y, and Z lately. So I'm going, but I'll be thinking about you. And is there anything you want me to get you? That's fine. Don't leave it open like if you want to come. Just, and then she's like, we already got It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because you don't want to hurt their feelings, but they put themselves in this situation. 
hopefully they're good enough friends where they'll be hurt, whatever, but in a few months, it'll be fine. Yeah, I guess I can't tell like what this is and how important it is to them. And it does seem like their interest in it and ability to attend has dwindled. But they did it together like five years in a row, didn't do it last year. So now it's like, oh, I'm going with someone else. I'd be hurt even if I was the shitty friend. But you don't, here's the truth though. It's like, whose comfort's more important? Like you don't want to go with this person. Totally. And you, I, I think yeah. it's tough because you don't want to be like, look, you got into a fight with the promoter the other year and then like we kind of had an uncomfortable time. So I just thought I would try it, maybe take a break this year. It's tough though. But although, by the way, I have to be honest, this is like a theme with a lot of our questions. If her answer is like, fuck you, I'm going, I'm so mad at you. Like maybe this isn't your friend. Like you want friends right. that are like self-aware and I can't say that like I always am able to have conversations with friends like I'm definitely like afraid to tell people like hey you're I'm definitely not always honest with my friends about things that bother me about them. Um and so sometimes no. friendship is just taking it on the chin but also book be like well we already booked the room. So like yeah if you want to like book your own room and travel I mean that usually is she's not going to want to go. I wonder if there's if you can come up with an all like, hey, I'm going to the convention with S, but I was thinking like you and I, there's this new restaurant, there's this new spa or something that's local, that's one day, that's not five days in another city. Let's go do that. You, you can say that. Me. You can say that or be like, be like, and because I know that you have X, Y, and Z with crowds and like the two other things that this convention is, that way if she gets mad, you can be like, you have gone on and on about all of these issues and triggers you have. So I was just trying to be accommodating. Like you can gaslight her a little bit, but that's what I would say. <laughs> and um, this also like, this isn't about like shaming someone with mental health issues, but I do think sometimes like that, if that is who she is and those are her issues, like just because she's struggling with something, you are not her mother. So you can only be there into, like if it's not beneficial for both of you, you can't just be like stuck with this friend who's like a shitty time and getting worse and gets mad at you when you try. So take a look at the benefits of this relationship. Give her the benefit of the doubt and telling her that, but you're not going with her. It's going to hurt and it's going to suck, but if she's your friend, she'll be like, okay, I get it. Yeah, maybe I'll see you and ass at Comic-Con this week. Yeah. I also want to say about our podcast, because I go back and I re-listen to episodes for quality assurance. Sometimes <laughs> we give advice and sometimes I know that, look, I know everyone on here is not a comedian. I don't think any of you are. Um, and, you know, the, the goal, like I was thinking about the girl whose brother called her an ogre. And I was thinking of like all the insults that I fired off. Like sometimes the advice is less about literal advice, which often it is, but sometimes it's about providing you with enough things in your arsenal to either reinforce the fact that you're right, give you ideas on what you can say, and just let you know that you have options. So when we tell you these things, like you take it with a grain of salt and you kind of customize it unless I specifically tell you what to say. Um, but we're just here to like give you alternatives and options and some air in a tight situation. Right. I was actually just thinking about the fact that, you know, when we have kind of a very serious question about a crime or whatever, we're kind of like, I there's maybe do this, but when it's something that's like a little less intense, we can just yeah. be like, oh, maybe this or this because it's easier to kind of bounce around with, when there's, with what you can do. When there's no body involved. But like, I was thinking about like all right. the insults I was firing back at this girl's brother. I don't expect you to list those off or to like die on no. that hill or like to get into a heckling match with this guy. I'm just saying like, you can steal all of them. You can write them down. You can do none of them, but just we're here to support you. <laughs> the question asker, who we assume is always right. I I love that you've spent the last week really worried about this, the girl and her brother's relationship while I feel like the people with septum piercings have just been left out in the cold. <laughs> No, you guys got to take those out. <laughs> top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My bottom of the cob is when you live in a big city, like all you ever want is like a slow country life. And then when you get out to a more rural area, a smaller town, more country area, you realize that you actually can't live like this because people... Like we went to multiple stores to have them either be closed indefinitely, closed just that day, 
closed randomly. We called one guy. We're like, hi, we are out in front of your store. And it says it opens at 10 and it's 1030. And the guy didn't even say sorry. He was like, yeah, I'm at a meeting. And I'm like, okay. Like, and no desire to be like, and here's when I'm back. So sorry, I missed you. And then some dude gets out of a truck. Oh, so the guy's like, I'll call JD. He's probably there. Calls some guy who gets out of a truck in the parking lot. And we're like, hi there. Like, we're just trying to give you money. And he goes, yeah, I saw you guys looking around. Anyway, we're closed now. So it's just that thing where like, you always want a slower life, but when you get the slower life, you're like, oh my God. (laughs) Like, doesn't anybody want money? Like, how are things just closed on a Friday at one o'clock? And so it's that. It's like, you get this trade-off of like people that will give you a a hitch and hang your wagon, people that'll help you out. But people, sorry, it's just closed on a Wednesday at three, just decided to close it up. What you want to do is make a left. So um, I've said this before, but it's like when you visit Europe, how like the first week, you're just like, this is it. Oh, it's so relaxing. And by the second week, you're like, I cannot be at lunch for four hours. I need la cuenta, por favor, ASAP. I need l'addition, s'il vous plaît, ASAP. Merci. What are you asking for? La cuenta, por favor. I'm asking for the fucking bill. So I've been at this cafe drinking one cafe for six hours. Sandwich took an hour. Gotta get home. I (laughs) I can't live here. All right, go ahead. That's my bottom. Fan bottom of the cob. When two-factor authentication adds multiple minutes to logging into anything on your phone, made even worse if your iPhone doesn't autofill the six-digit code and you actually have to remember it. We aren't protecting nuclear launch codes. Why? Love the pod. Thanks, Katie K. I hate how face technology doesn't recognize you with sunglasses. You're just like, okay, it's <laughs> Open my fucking phone. Like Apple Pay, almost. You're just like, hold on, I got to type in my thing. Has anybody else noticed if you type in your Apple password too fast, like it, I'm sorry, your, your, the code to your phone too fast, sometimes it like doesn't go as fast as you and then you end up like hitting the wrong number. I do it so fast. Okay, what's your top of the cup or yours? My bottom. Yeah. My bottom of the cob is um, while we were recording, my cats were involved walking around and I noticed a big cut on Isles's like inner ear I'm just like, oh, like, now I'm going to worry about it. And I know, here's the thing. Here's the overall overarching bottom. I know it's probably nothing, right? Yeah. I know intellectually. Yeah. what It's a cut. It'll heal. But mm. I am not going to stop thinking about it until it's gone. Even though I'm telling myself, what's going to happen? It's a cut. If it looks like it's getting worse, we go to the vet. But for now, I'm going to, why? what's the phrase about like, don't, don't borrow trouble, all oh. I do is borrow trouble and I live in constant stress. It's because you're bored. It's because you don't got much, you don't have much going on. Because I get that way when like people like they only talk shit because they don't have their own lives. I'm like, that's absolutely right. I get very petty when I'm <laughs> bored. Uh, well, you know what they know? The term is a watched cut never heals. Don't stare at your cat's <laughs> ear. Get a book. I, friend. as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to try to take pictures of it so I can record its, its process. Um, cool. Fan, top of the cob. Hi, Liza and Emily. Got tickets today to see Liza in Boston. Yes. That ain't the tip of the kip. I don't know what is. Was <laughs> bummed to miss her in Northampton, but random ass location I entirely no understand and don't expect it again. Works out just fine. I can dork out at the Science Museum on Saturday. Catch you at the garden. Love the pod. Plays on loop in my ear while slinging utility poles and transformers at my job with an electric company. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. And for those of you listening, if you don't already know, I am playing the TD Garden in Boston as well as Ball Arena in Denver coming up this fall. And it's filling up. You gotta fill, look, I'm no Taylor Swift, but we're filling up that arena. Uh, and I'm probably coming to your city regardless of where you live. Tickets at Eliza.com slash tour. And we're working very hard on the 2024 dates. And I was made acutely aware of how not checked in the bulk of my fans are when we posted working on 2024, where should I go? And everyone listed off all the places that we already are selling tickets to in 2023, which made me want to block a lot of fans. So get the tickets. Never ask me if I'm coming to your city because the answer is yes. Um, My top of the cob is 
how extra bonded I get with Tian Fu when we travel and how extra melty she gets. And mm-hmm. I think there's no better, warmer feeling in the world than when a dog like curls up. Like if you're laying like in a fetal position, like to sleep and a dog curls up and rests their butt either on your shins or on your like pelvis, like they just back up into you. And sometimes she falls asleep like that. And I just, I just love being sweet to her and caring for her. And I just love when she like melts into me. She feels so safe. Aww. Angel mouth. My, <laughs> my top of the cob is a follow-up to last week's bottom of the cob. Red hot update. People reached out very nice to me about my anger at Facebook meta having to change the username. Guess what? It did not change the day I wanted it to, but 24 hours later, still had not changed, had not gotten a reply to five emails. I sent a nice little email. I was very proud of myself. I had been asked 18 different questions every time I did something. They're like, we need this other info. I put one email together. I said, here is the ad ID. Here is my email. Here is the current account. Here is the link. Here is the account I want it to be. Here is this. And within a couple hours, I got a call from Facebook and they said, hey, we just changed your account for you. Can you just pull it up and verify and make sure it's good? And I opened it and I said, it is changed. And in that moment, as I'm talking to that man, I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you for doing this for me. Da, da, da. All that anger I had yeah. at the faceless customer support evaporated into my very real loyalty to this man who called me on the phone and said, okay, someone fixed it. I love that. And I was like, yes, everything is okay now. Now just to change a different account. But it's like almost all like good. all the hours lost don't matter because you got it done. Exactly. Like I wasted so much time. I sent so many emails. They were so dumb in all of their replies. But because they did it, I was like, oh my God, thank you. I am so grateful to you. And I genuinely was. I wasn't putting out. I genuinely was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for handling this for me. Even though it's like, well, shouldn't he? But also I was grateful. I Real gratitude versus like, hey, thanks so much. It's important. <laughs> Folks, I will be at Yokota. I will be at Yokosuka. I will be at Iwakuni. So those are the three. They're all different branches of the military. Hopefully we can go up with the show in Tokyo, non-military. And then I'll be in Hawaii. So get your tickets at eliza.com slash tour. Coming for you, Pacific. And remember, it's like we say out here in the country, when the berries are plump. It's not a Charleston chew. Oh, that's good. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.